Hello, everyone. I'm Chris White. And I'm Stevens Brown. And we are from Tap Pest Control Installation. And I want to thank you for downloading this podcast. Um, we're happy you took some time to listen to us. Yeah, absolutely. So today we've got a uh, we get a lot of questions. You know, like what's what's the what's the next best thing? What can we add to, to onto this in our tap program? And and so today we're talking, you know, exactly about that. And that is kind of adding a a new level of service, so to speak. You know, and that that's adding air sealing in the attic. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, when, when we talk about air sealing, you know, just to clarify, we, we do mean the area, you know, where the attic floor meets the living space, where, where tap would be installed basically. Um, and so, right. you know, no, no doubt it's, it's, it's easiest to do this. When we're doing an attic restoration. Um, in fact, when you're doing a capping and a blow over there, it's, it's limited to what you can do, I would say, but, you know, adding air sealing into your attic restoration programs, that's the topic of today. Yeah, and it's a, uh, you're right, it, it's a lot of times we have to clarify what that, you know, we're sealing up holes, well, isn't that exclusion? And uh, exclusion, I think, is really from the outside into the home where, you know, this is uh, in the attic, we're looking at the attic space into the home that way. So it's a little bit different. We're just trying to seal off that area a little bit better than um, just blowing the insulation over the top. And it, it can get very involved, which is, which makes it a, you know, kind of an extra level of service that oh, yeah. you want to that you want to add to, for this for somebody. So, um, you know, as far as what you need to seal up uh, holes and so forth, I'm a big fan of using the caulking. Yep. Um, it's, you know, it's very simple. Um, you know, it, it's a, it's probably one of the lesser expensive things. We actually have one right on our, our website uh, that we're, that we use. It's a Dow multi-purpose yep. caulking, uh, very affordable. You, you get 12 in a pack and, and you can really uh, cover a lot of area with that. Yep. And it, and it's clear too. I get a lot of questions about that. Is it clear? Is it wide? It, it is clear. So. Okay. Yeah. So it goes right in there. Um, you know, and where do you put it? I think that's the the thing. I think some of the obvious things we know, there's a hole in the floor, seal it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's where it can get interesting. Cause you can, you know, you can pull back all that old NASA insulation. All of a sudden you're like, once you really start understanding and looking for air sealing, you're like, Oh my gosh, there are cracks and crevices, you know, near the top plane there's near the drywall seams. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so doing a, a thorough job does mean sealing up all those cracks. So you're thinking about either side of a floor joist, um, you want to run, you know, some caulking down the edges of each and every side of that joist, anywhere where lights uh, may be coming through or fans or anything like that that's been cut through. We want to seal all of those up, all those little cracks, anywhere where two pieces of different material yep. are coming through. Yep. And, and that's where we want to seal that. So, there is a lot to do either side of the studs, maybe the drywall to the top plate, the wall top plate, electrical holes and events. Yep. Um, it, it's everywhere, you know, and there's a lot of material to be used. Yep. Absolutely. It's, it's something, uh, it, it's great to add on, but you, it, it can be it, like you're saying, it's definitely an added level of service and it, and it takes time. It takes a lot of additional time. Right. Right. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to plan for that. So how do you price that out? Um, I mean, it, it, it's a lot of, you got to think of it by the hour, how long it's going to take you. 
Uh, I think doing a good air sealing job is going to take anywhere from, you know, two to four hours, depending on how big the house is. But, you know, maybe a couple of hours on a, a thousand square feet and then, you know, on up to, you know, if you plan for about two hours on a, a thousand square foot attic, four hours on a two thousand square foot attic and so on. Yep. I and would, you want to make sure you're getting paid for that. Yep. I would absolutely agree. No doubt. Yeah. It's a, uh, but it's a great way. And, and how much does it actually save the homeowner? You'd be surprised when you're sealing up all of those little areas, how much it actually will, will help save, uh, save the, save the customer a little bit more in that utility bill. So yep. uh, it definitely helps. Right. Cause what you're doing effectively is, is you're, you know, Tap does a great job holding a lot of that air back, but it's not air impermeable. I mean, we know that it's, you know, science tells us that it's not air impermeable, but what we're doing is now sealing off any of those cracks and crevices that uh, could allow some air through. And we're really trying to seal it off so that there's no air coming through. And, and that's where it becomes really, really effective. Yeah, absolutely. I would say tap. What, what's the old saying? One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Well, <laughs> tap, tap's the first giant leap for mankind, but the second one is definitely <laughs> air sealing. <laughs> <laughs> Good save. <laughs> that's No, it absolutely is. You got to, um, you know, air sealing, I think in this day and age with weatherization especially is becoming more and more popular. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been popular. I well, shouldn't say more and more, but I it's mean, been popular. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it just goes hand in hand with how expensive energy costs are. I mean, it, it is mm-hmm. expensive to heat and cool a house, you know, and so it, products like tap and then also take an extra step and learn to air seal. They're becoming very valuable. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, there's that's a great um, add-on service you could you could add to that. You know, sometimes we always talk about um, you know giving a customer a good, better, best program, and this could fit right into that. Yep. Um, as far as tools that you need, really, it's a you know the caulking gun and uh, and the caulk. Um, you know, and that's that's really all there is to it. If you have some bigger holes, obviously, you want to get some materials to kind of fill that up. And, you know, you can use uh, canned foam. They have the canned foam stuff that uh, uh, you can find at home centers and so forth. Um, you know, there's different types out there. Keep in mind that those canned foams, there's no R value attached to those. Those are just air sealing methods. Um, I find in very large areas, you know, big, large holes that sometimes helps because the caulking sometimes has a harder time filling in. But the um, but caulking, I think, will work in probably 95 percent of the areas that you're working in. So, yeah, caulks and sealants are definitely I would like you said, 95 percent the go to. Yeah, and I think the can be difficult to work with sometimes, especially when you think, "Oh, I've just got you know a small you know two by four hole here. I'll foam it up," but you'll be surprised. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's really messy. It's messy. It's sticky. Good luck getting it off your hands if you get it on, you know, or your clothing. I've ruined a lot of pairs of pants with uh, with foam before, but caulking is just way easier. Now, I I do want to take note that if you are working around a heated source, so chimneys um if there's a flu pipe going through you do have to use a um, a fire uh you know high temperature type cock yep. for that not so you'd have to get that special 
Uh, you can't put a standard caulk around anything that's a high heat like that. So you do have to use a special one. So make sure you're uh, make, you know, taking note of where it's going and, and taking yeah. those steps appropriately. And it's, they're not too far to, too far um hard to find most brands do do have a fire rated version so oh yeah they're and they're in there in your home centers they're in your local hardware stores they're yeah. readily available easy um, easy to get a hold of so yeah and, and you only you probably only need one or two tubes um you know they're a little bit more expensive than your standard cock but it's uh you know one or two tubes does the trick so yeah. Awesome. Well, we had two questions come in. Um, Chris, I'm going to ask them both to you. Uh, first question, it says here, this is from Herb in Minnesota, and he wants to know, uh, <laughs> would it be beneficial to put an R80 or an R100 in someone's home? <laughs> if you well, can fit we... it in there, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doubt you could. <laughs> Well, it, you know, I've seen it done, <laughs> believe it or not. I've seen it done. It's, uh, but you know, the department of energy puts out their, their energy savings and it is, you know, on the, I mean, the recommendation for insulation, um, based on the energy savings yeah. and all of that's really based on, you know, Hey, the energy costs of today and the amount of energy you'll save in your home, uh, and what makes sense. Yep. And heating, right now heating and cooling days, exactly. Yeah. And right now we're, we're nowhere, you know, we're, our 60 is our top anywhere in the country. Um, above that, you're, are you going to save energy? Yeah, you will. You'll save a little bit more by adding more insulation. However, it, it, you don't get the payback. Um, so you're, in other words, you're going to pay more to have that installed than you would actually save in the long run. So you know, until maybe oil barrels hit $200 a barrel, which hopefully it never does. But, yeah. yeah um, not, not, not speaking that over anybody. <laughs> yeah. Not wishing that on anyone. If, but if we start hitting astronomical oil costs, then, then you might see those numbers change from our 60 to 80 to a hundred. But um, right now there's no reason for that. It, it, the payback just isn't there. There's a lot of energy modeling that's done uh, and how they come up with those numbers. And you really would have to have high oil costs before you got to, uh, you know, doubling to an R120 or anything like that. But yeah. that's uh, not to mention if you're, if you're using cellulose, that's like 27, 30 plus inches. <laughs> right. Right. That's, it's a lot of insulation up there. And then you got a question, you know, the integrity of the ceiling and being able to hold that much and, um, yeah, it, there's a lot of different things that get involved there, but the, um, you know, right now R60, I think is, is where you'd want to go. Now, if a homeowner says I want an R80, <laughs> what's stopping you from doing it? You know, if they want it, they want it. But, yeah. you know, logically there's no, um, as a company, I would not feel comfortable recommending anything above the R60. Yeah. I think, I think major takeaway is just to stick with the, the DOE Rex, no doubt. Yeah. All right, let's see. So next question we had from Peter in Virginia. Ah, I kind of mentioned this. He wants to know, is tap air impermeable? <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of knew that question was coming and I answered it earlier, but yep. the, uh, yeah, the, it, it's not air impermeable. Um, we oftentimes, we know that it does stop air better than other insulations. Um, some of the traditional insulations, it definitely uh, holds the air back better. 
um, and some of our uh, thermal demo units uh, that we have prove that. Um, but it's not air impermeable. So in an insulation um, like that, that's where air sealing comes in, you know. Yep. So perfect question with, you know, to go with this uh, podcast. But the uh, yeah, it's not air impermeable. Um, by and that's why we would recommend doing some air sealing because that helps the uh, uh, limit the air coming through the product. Yep, that's the one-two combo right there. Yep, absolutely. Well, great. Uh, you know, Herb Peter, that those were great questions there, um, and we're we've got that gift pack already on its way to you. Hopefully, you've already got it. And um, anybody else you have questions for us, please send it to podcast at tapinsulation.com. And if we use your question on, on the air here on the podcast, we will send you a, a gift pack as well. All right. So let's move on into herd in the field. And so we've got some uh, real life stories that we've heard from folks like you guys, or you've sent them in, um, or we've experienced them ourselves. Um, Chris, what do you have for us this week? Well, um, I didn't get any great stories this week. Um I'm, uh, you know, so I'm at a little bit of a loss, but I guess to uh, to fill in what I would normally do uh, in, in place of a story, I did hear that there was a freak a- accident in Wisconsin yesterday. Um, oh. Yeah, a, a photographer was killed when a wheel of cheddar landed on him, killing him instantly. Jeez. Yeah, it's kind of a, a freak accident, but to be fair, the people he was photing, photographing tried to warn him. Oh boy. Think about it. Hadn't hit me yet. What do you say before you take a picture? Smile. Cheese. Ah. <laughs> Cheese. Oh, there we go. Um, I, I apologize to everybody in Wisconsin <laughs> for that one. Well, <laughs> so why don't you see elephants hiding in trees? Mm, wait. They're so darn good at it. <laughs> Golly. You know what sound a giraffe makes? Not a clue. They don't make any sound. So next time you're standing there and you don't hear anything behind you, look out. There might be a giraffe there. Oh, man. <laughs> I think you think you're getting better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Those are some pretty bad ones. Um a small church out in the country developed a problem when squirrels moved into their attic. They oh, were chewing geez. holes in the insulation and building nest, rotting the surface, and making a lot of noise and generally being a nuisance. Yep. The people didn't quite know what to do as no one was really in favor of killing the little guys. One afternoon, while the congregation was having, having supper on the ground outside the church, a deacon said to the pastor that he had an idea. Mm-hmm. He said, let's take, let's take them all down to the river and baptize them. That way we'll only see them twice a year at Christmas and Easter. Jeez. <laughs> there you go. I'll let you be judged for that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, um, we need stories. Uh, so anybody listening to that, please send us some stuff. Um, my jokes are awful. I know it. And uh, it, just send them over to podcast at tapinsulation.com. We need your stories. Send them over. We'll even send you the gift pack with those. Absolutely. Yeah, we've gotten some good requests for topics, but we'd love to hear some 
some hands-on feedback. So let us know. Excellent. Well, hey, that's going to do it for now. Until the next uh, show, we'll, we'll see you next time. Until then, be well. Yep, that's right, folks. And remember, keep those feet on the joist. Yoo-hoo! Yoo-hoo!